Hey, and welcome to episode 46 of the Sunfire Tavern, our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV, uh, with me, Clark, and my lovely co-host, Ollie, discussing the hot topics from the week. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern, and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Uh, and you can also drop us an email with your questions through sunfiretavern at gmail.com. Ollie, it's been a while. Hello. Yeah, it's been. Uh, we had to, we took a break last week, but um, we did a little, back. a little ad hoc break. Yes, yeah, a little ad hoc break. But we're back, and we've got a lot of news and a lot of things to talk about. And we've had two weeks of uh, playing and watching things. Whoa! And in the middle of all that, we've had Gamescom, which exactly. is very exciting. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we were to take you through the the agenda for this week. We've actually got quite a lot on. So we'll start off with what we've been playing and watching, which is how we always go. And then we'll go over Gamescom, specifically talking about Halo Infinite and the um, what? L- what is Ali? What have I put Ali there? Legendary Edition or something? I don't, I don't know. I've put Ali, but I don't know what that means. Oh, le- um, the limited edition Xbox Series X. Ah, uh, right. Elden yeah. Ring, uh, Marvel's Midnight Sun, Saints Row Reboot, COD Vanguard, uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, and the Nickelodeon Smash Bros. game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we're yeah, going to yeah. talk a little bit about Dokev, which has got its own section in the topic list because I think we might have a bit to talk about on that yes. one. Yes. Uh, Free Guy is all right. There's mm. a point. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home, McCree Mc renamed, and the Fortnite Martin Luther King experience. Okay. Uh, and if we get time, we'll wander off into whatever else we've got to talk about. So, Ollie, what have you been playing this week or watching in the well, last two weeks? Okay, so in terms of what I've been watching, uh, I started watching um, The Handmaid's Tale, which I know is, oh, is okay. quite old now, but as well, it's not like... I know it's still airing or they're still making new seasons of it, but... Um, yeah, I started watching The Handmaid's Tale on um, Channel 4. Uh, that's a UK channel for our international listeners. Um, I think it was also on Netflix at some point. But um, yeah, I've been watching that uh, because I love my dystopian dramas and, you know, like... Very uh, dark one, isn't it? It's very right. dark. Yeah. It's very dark. Um, but it's really good. Uh, I'm really enjoying it and uh, the kind of narrative that it's weaving and also showing you... And also, you know, the themes and everything behind it. Uh, and kind of how like fucked up and dark it is, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's almost like a. It, it does feel like you know at some points like a cautionary tale. I think that's kind of why, you know, I think that's why it's very popular, right? But um, yeah, it's it's been great to watch so far, and um, I'm super into like character dramas and you know, people. You know, really, like, you know, like, long, you know when you have scenes where people are kind of just, like, staring into the distance, or, like, really focuses on, like, a person's face for, like, a long period of time, just so you can, like, process the emotions that they're going through? Like, I know some people, I had a chat with someone the other day who was like, I hate Handmaid's Tale because of that, but for me, like, I love that. Like, that's called, it's called Wistful Reflection, by the way. Wistful Reflection, about. that, that yeah. is a fantastic term for that, but yeah. That's, that's what it's called, it's, it's when the, usually the narrator's either talking over or the character itself is talking over, Yeah. about how difficult the situation was, or, and it goes into a flashback or whatever, is that what you mean, like when yeah. you're just sitting there going, hmm. Yeah, that kind of thing, or like, you know, it's just literally just them staring, you know, it's like even like silence, it's just like, it's just like yeah. them, like, like you know, you, you just see their face and how they're reacting, and the Handmaid's Tale is full of it. I think it's like, to allow the audience to kind of connect with that emotion, like 100%. to, to, yeah. Yeah, is what it's for. But uh, um, sorry, I'm, I'm going into movie nerd. Oh no, 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 that's fine. Yeah, and I mean, I personally love that. But then, like, I could probably watch, you know, like, um, if someone was just staring out of the window for like a minute and contextually it made sense, I would watch that and be like, yeah, same, same, dude. You know, like kind of thing. Mood. <laughs> yeah. Mood. yeah, hashtag mood. Yeah, that's it. So, um, yeah, I've been watching Handmaid's Tale. I'm, I'm blazing through it. I'm basically watching like you know, like three episodes a day or something like that at this point. Um. But uh, what have I been playing? There was a game 
that I have played in the past two weeks and completed it and have completely forgotten what it was. Which probably says a lot about the game. Yeah, that sounds like a great game. Yeah, it says a lot about it because like someone was, you know, I was, I was at a, a barbecue the other day and someone was like, oh, what have you been playing recently, Ollie? And I was like, I can't remember. I feel like I played something, and I looked through my Steam like recently played. So I don't. I know it wasn't on Steam. Okay. So I let's to... play the guessing game. Is it a modern game? I think so. Is it a well-known game, or is it uh, like a, one of your little ones that you find that are really weird and stupid? I'm not a sure. Lovely, not stupid. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. It's like this weird like ephemeral game. Like maybe it was I I like erased it from my memory because it yeah, was... I mean I do this as well, but it's yeah. because I also have partial brain damage, so I excuse that. Like <laughs> occasionally I'll, I'll forget I've done something in a week, and it'd be something quite impactful. But it's just a, a grey space in my week I'll, that I can't remember. Uh, and it comes know, back eventually. But... I'll try and remember. And it'll come back to me. But I've been uh, I've been meaning. I was talking to someone about uh, Disco Elysium, uh, the final oh, cut, the other day, and they were like, and they were like, now that the final cut is out and it has all the voice acting, they were like, you should go back and play it. And I was like, now's the what? time to play it. By yeah, like, yeah. So yeah. definitely. I mean, I played the first two hours of it, and I need to give that game the time it needs. So yeah, like, exactly right. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I've got a lot more free time coming up now. So like, I would love to go da- go back and play. Oh, what's that? No, just generally, I've just like you know, <laughs> it's kind of like you know. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Is in like it's just a prison. Oh, oh okay, yeah okay. yeah yeah yeah! I'm <laughs> gonna lock myself indoors. No, it's just yeah. because you know, like everyone's kind of getting over the hot. You know, when lockdown kind of ended, all the socialising was happening every day, kind of thing. Yeah, now it, it's kind of like kind winding of... down a little bit. So you know, everyone's like... going back to just hating everything again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Things are getting more chill again. So it's like yeah. you know, I'm gonna have some time to play video games. Um, actually, saying that, just just while we're there talking about lockdown, um, did you see the news today about what's happening in the centre of London? No, what's that? Oh, I'm so sad. Like, you know how the centre of London, uh, like Soho particularly in that area, has all gone pedestrianised? Yes. It's being undone. Why? I don't know. Like, it, but they're they're saying that for the remaining two seasons of the year, I think there's only one season left of the year, but they said the remaining two seasons they're going to go back to having cars in central London. Why? Uh, which I think is really sad, and they said they might uh, experiment with doing like a seasonal uh, pedestrianisation of London, but no. It needs to be done all the time. Yeah, I mean they Get had the cars. They had they had like I mean I know there was also we're going very off topic in terms of uh, video games, but you know like there was the whole plan for them to like pedestrianize Oxford Circus, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then th- I know that got revoked, but then oh that's well that's a shame. Um, yeah, because it was but, great. Yeah, right? just take us off topic. There we go. Yeah. Um, anyway, come on, come on. Come on Watching. What have I been playing and watching? Um, I remember I talked about Rush Hour before. You did. Yeah. And then, oh, I watched a film called um, Extraction. Uh, oh, good movie! Good yeah, movie. the one with Chris Hemsworth, right? And it's yes. uh, set in India, or it's set in like that area. I, d- I don't know if it's specifically India or if it's, like Bangladesh or something like that. But um, yeah, that was a yeah, great it's a, film. It's a Netflix exclusive movie as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was a good film. I mean, like obviously, the it's it's just an action. You know, it's just you know. St- an action yeah, film. Action. Yeah, so the action film. But like He plays like a Black Ops Merc, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean you get to see Chris Hemsworth also just with his you know natural Australian accent, which is uh... Also with his shirt on, which is unusual for Chris Hemsworth, because that usually too. that's off for most of the movie. Yeah. Um the I think the choreography like the choreography and the action scenes in the film were very good. Also the fact that it was set in you know, I, I haven't actually looked into like the background of the film, like who directed it and like, you know, who you know, where it was funded and stuff like that, but it was interesting to see that it was, like, a non-Bollywood film, but set in, like, India, India. 
Yeah, yeah. Which I thought but was really fair, cool. It was about like Indian drug trafficking stuff, though, wasn't it? Exactly right. Yeah. So it, was, the, it doesn't paint a very nice picture of it. Yeah, it doesn't paint a very no. nice picture of it. But like, I think uh, it was a good film, enjoyable. But it was it was directed by Sam Hargrave. Hmm. Okay. I have the Wikipedia page open. Okay. Cool. cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm, like a geek of Netflix movies or yeah. anything. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 full of all of your your you know your your action movie stereotypes and stuff like that. But I thought it was very good. Um, and the acting, yeah, the acting was pretty it. solid as well. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like you know, if mm. it, I was just me and a friend were watching it just one evening while we were having dinner, and it was good. You know, it was a solid, oh, solid, cool. f- solid film to just chill out on the couch and just watch. Like so, yeah. yeah. Good. Um, trying to have a think if there was anything else I played or watched. I do feel like I'm still thinking about that video game. It will come back. I'm, to I'm me. intrigued. Like by the end of this podcast, I want to know what that game is. You need to think. Also, I've been playing Unrailed as well, which is a Unrailed. Yeah, it's an indie. It's kind of like um, Overcooked, but with trains. I'll say that. Oh, that 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 sounds like a really cool concept. It's a really good game. Really, I would highly recommend it if you're looking for like a very like a co- like a simple co-op game to play, which is like the same vein of Overcooked. The concept is that basically you have a train that's like you know, and you have to lay down the tracks for it. You you act, you play as like little characters, and it's a two. It's a you know, you just have a movement keys and one button. That's all the controls in the game are. So um, much like Overcooked. So. It's just like you basically have to like uh, chop down trees and mine iron, and then you like convert that into like railway tracks, and then you lay the railway tracks in front of the train as it's moving. So, so the obviously, moving and you're laying like, like cartoon style as, yes. as the yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. So, is it is it just two player or is it four? It's player? four player as well. Yeah, it's Ooh, four player. Yeah, it's a very good game. Also, I've been playing it with um, Steam Remote Play as well, which has been like really really good. So, um, also it has like all all the, the things that like really good things that it supports like you know you can split controllers, you can split um, keyboards, stuff like that because it's such a simple game. Um, but yeah, I would highly recommend it if you're looking for like a small little co-op game to play with friends. You know, like like I say, it's chill in the same way that Overcooked is chill. If you get what I mean. In that you want to stab your friends while you're playing it. Yeah, exactly. Like one thing mm. will go wrong and suddenly everyone's like screaming and panicking because the train is about to like go off the rails. You know. Also, the art style is yeah, very cute. a really cool concept. Like, I've just put that on my list of uh, games to play with my little social group. Yeah, I would 100% recommend it. Also, it's quite cheap, I think. So, yeah. 20 quid. How much was it? 20 quid. Oh, okay. I think I got it in early access when it was very cheap, so that would be why. But I think it's worth 20 quid. Actually, no, sorry, tell a lie. 15.99. Okay, I think it's worth 15... Yeah, okay, it's definitely worth 15.99, especially if you're just going to, like, remote play it or play it local co-op with friends. I imagine it's a really good local co-op game. I've only played it online, but, uh, yeah. Local car will probably be really, 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 really fun. So, yeah, sounds fun. I'll yeah. give this a try. Thank you for the recommendation. Yeah, give it a shot. Anyway, what have so you for been? For all of our listeners, that game is called Unrailed. Unrailed, yeah. Sorry, mm. what have you been watching and um, playing, Clark? Um, I've been kind of on a random fest over the past few weeks. So, um, I carried on with Phoenix Rising. I'm now at the final kind of section of the main story, and in doing so, I've bought all of the DLC. Mm. So, I've got two massive expansions to go through for that game, and I, I again, super enjoying it. It's that. Um, like nicotine patch for Breath of the Wild is what is what that game is filling for me. Yes, um, it, it does a lot wrong, but it does a lot right as well. So really been enjoying Phoenix Rising. Um, I picked up the Game Pass as well because big revelation. There's there's been a big advancement in my family status in the last week. Oh, so I've now gone from being a uh, a single guy with uh, nothing much to go on to a single guy who now has an Xbox Series X. 
Wow. Um, but I don't get it. It's one of them. I know. Very proud. Like, that's my like, parents that's happy. Congratulations. I know. Um, but it's only the pre-order. So what happened was, this is a little preview of Gamescom. Um, but in the middle of Gamescom, they announced randomly um, they were opening pre-orders for a legendary, like, rare limited edition version of the Xbox Series X console. And it was going to be decorated with all the Halo theming and have, like, Halo sound effects. Mm. They, they opened the pre-orders for about a minute, and then it completely blocked up and closed. I got Oof. one of those pre-orders. Oh, so like, shit! Yay, got it. Like, like, which is really, really cool. Okay, actually, so, congratulations for real. Yeah, like, it's that That was... I mean, and I hate the fact that I'm feeling an achievement for buying something, because you should never be, like, the oh. achievement is getting to purchase something, because that's, like, really bad. They got like, you. Retail. Yeah, they got me, but I, I have been looking for one for six months or so. So glad I've got one. I'm just going to wait till November until it arrives now. Well, that's great. Fantastic. So in doing so, I've now picked up the Game Pass again, because I got it for a... a Again, for a pound when they were doing one of their return to, like return to the Game Pass offers. Yeah, and there is so much stuff on the Game Pass. Like I've been playing Dragon Quest. I've been playing Dragon Quest Builders. Uh, let me pop open my Xbox app and I'll tell you what I've been playing in the past few weeks because it's literally everything that's in the Game Pass. Mm. Played a little bit of Banjo Kazooie on the cloud gaming thing, which is kind of cool. Oh, nice. Um, but effectively, I'm I'm preparing myself. No, I'm not really preparing. I'm just looking at what is available so that when my Xbox arrives. Oh, Psychonauts two as well. I played that. Very very good. Bit too hard for me, but great game. Played a game called Recompile. Tried out 12 Minutes. Wasn't impressed. Don't know if you've seen much about oh, 12 Minutes. That's what the game was. It was 12, yeah, 12 minutes. minutes. There you go. It was 12 Minutes. No, okay. I also remember there was there's another game that I did play. But anyway, we can talk about we can talk about those. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, no, let's talk about 12 Minutes. Though. Okay. What do you think? All right. Okay. So I only got because I was playing through it with a friend, and we mm -hmm. I, I only got halfway through. She, um, she's finished the game since, but like, um. For the first half, or like what I assume was the first half, I found it really engaging and re and I loved it. But I love like the time loop stuff. So like, but we definitely got to a point with the game where it felt like it was over, but we didn't know how to progress. And from talking to her about it, it sounds like the way that you progressed, you progressed was something that really stupid. You had to do something really stupid that didn't really make much make much sense, and that it's... the second half of the game was not good. That's the same feedback pretty much everyone has about this game. Okay, right. Like it's 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 everyone says the same thing about this. Okay, like it gets to a point where it gets illogical. Yeah. Okay. Um, can we talk spoilers? Is that okay? Um. Well, yeah. For for everyone listening, just to give you a preemptive warning, we're going to talk all spoilers about twelve minutes. Um. This is your final warning. Twelve minute spoilers. Full game spoilers. I don't care because I didn't really like the game, but. We're now going to spoil 12 minutes, so this is your time to check out and turn off the podcast for the next five minutes. Okay, excellent. Let's go. All right, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so so basically we got to the point where you, the, you know, the, the cop that comes into the into the flat, right? Yep. You get him to trick, the, flip the light switch, so he gets shot. And then electrocutes himself. Electrocutes yeah. himself, and then you handcuff him, and then you can either just stab him and get him to talk about things. But then we didn't know what to do past that point. Because obviously, in order to get to that point as well... You had to give your wife the sleeping pills, right? So she goes to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's about as far as I got. I gave up on it because I just didn't enjoy it. Right. Is, is that how far... So you didn't finish it? So you got... So no, you got I didn't finish it, but I, I don't care. Like, I, I, I'm not going to finish it, so I don't care. Okay, cool. Because I don't know what you do past that. I haven't looked it up because I want to, like... I, want, I might want to just go buy it or play it and find out what happens. Like, you know, oh. try it out. But, like, I, I, I don't know what to do past that. Like, I know there's, like... There's a few little things. Like, I know that if you lock the door so he has to kick the door open, I can hear a baby crying in the background. 
So, like, I don't know if it's something to do with, like, oh, you need to make sure that he makes a lot of noise so then your neighbor comes or something like that. Anyway, I thought you'd finish the game, so that's why I was going to ask you, like, what you had uh, to do. I, I, yeah. I just didn't find it that interesting. I, I thought it was way overhyped. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame, because I, I wanted to love it, but... Um... Yeah. Like, I like the I liked a lot of the, the, like, epiphanies and, like, figuring things out and being like, oh, that's smart, that's cool, right? And also seeing how, like, the different elements go in. Also... Like when they catch the little tidbits, like there's a little bit of charm to it. Like you know, like when the, the you know your wife leaves the apartment, and then like you if you follow after her, obviously as soon as you leave the apartment, you go like, oh, did that? Did I really just do that? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Like oh, I'm so stupid. <laughs> and I I don't know. I I really appreciate those kind of like little little things. Like where they like you know they know that the player is going to do that naturally, right? Because obviously you're going to walk after your wife, and then like yeah, I thought that was quite nice. But um. Okay, I definitely want to finish it though and see and then make it a judgment. But yeah, like I've been hearing when you finished it, but yeah. it's it's it doesn't feel to me like anything too impactful. It's a shame as well because obviously it was Annapurna, like the, yeah. the expectations are super high. And I, I mean, listening to other podcasts talking about it as well, like no one's really enjoyed it. Really? Oh, okay. yeah. It's it's which is a shame because yeah. it, it could have been good. But but I remember when I saw it announced, I was like, yeah, not really my thing. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just because it's not my kind of game. Although then again, Monkey Island is one of my favorite games, and I thought it was going to be another kind of Monkey Island game, but it's mm. not at all in the same vein. Yeah. Um, definitely a very different style of game. Um, also, so... just as like a slight aside, I re- the other game I played that I remembered, uh, I even. I actually remembered it because I talked about it on this podcast as the very last thing in the last episode. Yeah, I went and actually played Yoshi's Story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that game's oh, that game's fucking weird, man. It's not good. It's is not. It? It's like, not. It's see, not good, like, I'm not being mean about it's it because I love good. the Mario franchise. That game is terrible. I fin- I finished yeah. it. I just went through one run. And then, like, just finished the game. I was like, yeah, this game was actually not that. Good. Yeah, but even that feels like a slog, doesn't it? Like, oh, it's yeah. Just it took me. It took me. I think an hour to finish it, and I was like, "Oh, yes, this game wasn't that good." To be honest, I feel like there's a lot of hidden secrets and stuff like that, which makes it better. But it's still like, yeah, it's what... it's just the the game doesn't reward you for playing it. I find no, if, if that makes sense. Like it it, it it's it's mechanically really broken as well. Yeah, it's just I really mean, fucking weird. It look nice, but it's just weird. Like yeah, the game just, is. It's just yeah, it's just a really weird choice in game design of being like, oh, you just have to finish the level by eating all the fruit, but then like yeah. You can just eat random shit. But don't forget, it was during a time when games were very experimental. That's true. Like, I... Nintendo was was experimenting with a lot. They were trying to find their established franchises. Yeah. What doing. Also, the game's just really fucking creepy. It is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and also, the music but... is just like weirdly. I I I don't know. It's like weirdly creepy and weirdly emotional. Like you know the thing where it's like and the page turned over and the Yoshi's. Remain yeah, happy yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I kept I kept imagining the next page and the Yoshi's were all found dead. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I was cool. like, oh god, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, like we could talk about this for ages. Anyway, uh, yeah. it's not like we're on some kind of discussion show about video games. But <laughs> um, so yeah, played that. Uh, been playing Fortnite, of course, because the, there's the Martin Luther King thing, which we'll talk about oh, in a yeah. bit. Uh, played some more Tetris Effect because the connected expansion landed, and it's so good. Mm. Um, like I'm loving that so much. Like we need to play Tetris together, by the way. Like I absolutely want to play Tetris with you because I want to see how good you are. All right. Um, so we're gonna. If you've got Tetris Effect on any system, it doesn't matter which, we can play go, it together. Go, so that'd be good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go check if I have it installed. But yeah. I think we'll play it later tonight if we get some time because I'm free tonight. So maybe we'll, we'll, we'll work it out anyway. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Had another little go on Death Stranding. Kind of got a bit further than that. Loving that. Oh, um, are you gonna pick up the? Are you gonna pick up the um, director's edition? 
No, because that to me doesn't look like Death Stranding. Like oh. the game I'm playing is not that game. Oh, <laughs> the director's cut is like if um, it's like fun mode. It's like they've added in all the gave, weird mini gave, games. If you gave Death Stranding to a bunch of thirteen-year-old Fortniteers that know how to floss and stuff, this is what you get. <laughs> but Death Stranding's like a really serious, deep, yeah. like psychological horror story. And then it's like, well, now you can race around in a car and and ride around on a robot. And it's like, okay, that that's not great. Uh, played a bit more of that. Um, what else did I do this week? Oh, I've been doing so much stuff in the last few weeks because mm. my work's been all over the place. So I've been focusing on a bit of that. Um, Oh god, what else did I play? Uh, I, I said Dragon Quest, the RPG. I can get yeah, it further Dragon Quest Builders as well. Loving that game. Dragon Quest Builders is 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 fantastic. That's such a good game. Uh, oh, also, I, my uh, my bargain of the month. Uh, I picked up a copy of Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze for twenty quid. Oh, you got it. Uh, yeah, it turned up like just as expected. I got it from Curry's using this like price matching deal thing. I, I'm addicted to using Hot UK Deals, which is this website that kind of points out to you these emergency. Uh, price drops on things. Um, I got it, and I remember why I didn't really enjoy that game because it is really hard. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It, it's the same feeling I have with Psychonauts 2. So Psychonauts 2 is a beautiful game, um, really well crafted, really good story, visually beautiful. But I just think it's just a little bit too hard, very very early on. Like the 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 platforming and the jumps and stuff are a little bit too finicky. Mm. Like, I don't know if you play Crash Bandicoot now. Um, like, say so if you play Crash Bandicoot four, and then you compare it to Crash Bandicoot one. The the jumping is very different in one because like you have to get everything pixel perfect. Yeah. Whereas the new one, there's a little bit of lenience, like where you land, like the hitboxes are slightly bigger and stuff, so it's it's more fun. Yes. And it's the same how I feel about Psychonauts. Like it feels like a platformer from the nineties. Mm, which, which, which is not that's not a negative feedback about it. It's just. Maybe I don't have the reactions for that kind of game anymore. Maybe yeah. I'm a bit too slow. But then, in other news, I've been playing Overwatch as a DPS in competitive. Oh. Uh, and I've played now, let me just check my history, 31 games as Symmetra, starting at ranking uh, 1458, and I haven't lost a single game. Very nice. So I'm now just under 2,000. I'm very proud of myself. Like Carry Clark. Carry Clark. Uh, effectively, like, she is a carry character at that level. Like... I am annihilating people with her. Mm. So so what I'm doing is I'm teleporting behind them. So I'm putting the portal down, teleporting behind them, putting three um, turrets down straight away. And then what happens is, is their Reinhardt or their Arisa will put a shield in front of me. But Symmetra powers up on shields. Yes. So when you're doing the damage with a laser beam, it's powering up super quick and you just walk through the shield and, and melt people. Like, oh it's God. terrifying. So I've, I've been really enjoying playing that. Uh, TV-wise, I've been watching Black Mirror. I've just finished. I've actually just got to the end of it. So I've just watched the one with Miley Cyrus in it, which is brilliant. Um, that whole show, by the way, if you've not seen it, is 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 amazing. But it's very bleak. Um, but th- there are some really positive moments, like the San Junipero episode and the Fighting Vipers episode is really good as well. Yeah, I've um, seen the Fighting Vipers episode. Yeah. yeah, I completely forgot that storyline as well. I forgot that it was a like an ad hoc gay storyline. Mm. Um, I forgot, completely forgot about it. Then I got into it and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about this bit of it. <laughs> Do you want to know why I watched that episode? Sorry? Why I watched that episode. It's... Is it because the woman is really hot? No, no, it's because when me and my friend were playing a lot of Tekken in the office and that episode aired, people came up to me and him while we were playing the game and be like, have you guys seen that episode of fi- of uh, Black Mirror called Fighting Vipers? And both of us were like, no. What, what, what are you guys talking about? And then I watched the episode and I was like, ah. Uh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've never had that with a friend in a fighting game myself, but I can understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but no, like, so I've really enjoyed watching Black Mirror. I completely forgot about the, the Black Museum episode, which was 
so heavy and so painful, but I love that one. Mm. Um, and I've just, I've just really enjoyed kind of rewatching that show. Uh, and that's been about it. Otherwise, I, I went to the cinema and I've seen um, Free Guy. Oh, which, yeah. Can we yeah, talk about which... that now? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, we've got all the Gamescom to go through, so let's talk about Free Guy first. So yeah, because because um... I want I want I want to go see that film. I'm thinking about just going to the going to the cinema, like maybe even like this evening to just go watch it, or like you know like another evening or something this week just to oh, go watch can it. Can I make a recommendation? What the View in uh, Piccadilly Circus is currently doing tickets for ten pounds. Oh wow! For all their movies, which is very cheap. Especially for a cinema right in the centre of London. Yeah. Um, and the, the cinema is actually really nice. Like, it's lovely. Oh, uh, that's okay. where I went to see it. Uh, so check out online and grab the tickets for... So a little, little promotion there. If, view if you're listening, which I know you are. Uh, <laughs> we're sponsoring your cinema tonight. Um, but I went, to see, I went to see Free Guy with a friend there. And I went in with no expectations at all. Because it looked like some trashy, like, third-rate movie. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, I came out and I was like great movie like it, it's flawed it's got its flaws um, it just seems like a dumb fun movie yeah i mean it, it's obviously got like Fortnite references and streamers and stuff in it because it's a movie about a video game character that yes. gains sentience and it, it's a video game that exists in the real world of that world mm, like yeah. you know this you've seen the trailer so yeah, yeah, like, yeah there's yeah, no spoilers yeah. there yeah. and it, it's got known stream like ninja pops up in it and Pokemon, um, isn't it? she's in it as well uh there's like four or five like big streamers that are, are in it throughout in fact uh, jack septic guys in it as well oh cool which is kind of cool um there, there was obviously someone i didn't recognize because i'm also not nine um <laughs> but <there>, you know <laughs> i'm not really caught up i've got to catch up with streamers actually because i'm gonna to need to know more about them soon oh yeah something else oh, interesting. um but no, there was this bit in it where there was a bit of like a branding run where suddenly it was like product placement, product placement, product placement. Oh. Which was fine. Like that's kind of what the movie's based on. But I will be honest, Ryan Reynolds absolutely shone in this movie. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not a, an anti-fan of his or a particularly massive fan. Like, I don't mind him. Enjoyed him in this. He was great. Yeah. Uh, like, like the, the main character was really likable. Uh, the secondary character, the second lead, bit of a pain in the ass, but she was great. Uh, and the story was interesting. Like, it was predictable. Although, the, the, I think the only downside to it was Taika Waikiki's character. Like, it annoyed me a little bit. And when you watch it, you'll probably see why. Okay. But he annoyed me more than anything. And I don't think he annoyed me for the right reasons. Okay. But I would recommend it. So I'm recommending my nephew goes to see it. Because it's a good movie to take, like, a 13 or 15-year-old kid to go and see. Like, if you've got a nephew or a son or whatever. Yeah. Or a daughter. So I'm being very very gender judgmental here mm. you've got a son or a daughter that are into gaming in any way that they'll, they'll love this especially if they've played Fortnite. like that they'll they'll adore this movie yeah um but i'll be interested to hear what you think so if you do go and see it like we'll talk about it next week and see what you think about it. we can have a more discussion about um free guy yeah sure man. um but now, now obviously the cinemas are opening up again there's going to be a lot of movies that i'm going to go and see like there's the new bond movie on its way there's yeah. the marvel I see that. um god what's the name of the new marvel movie not the spider-man one the other one uh is it something rings the Ten Rings. Oh, I've seen game trailers for it. It's the um, yeah. It's the one that's like kind of like kung fu. Yeah, well, that yeah, one. Yeah, that looks really cool. There's also Eternals, which I can't wait for. Yes. Um, Angelina Jolie's back for some reason. Like she's in that. Mm. Um, yeah, but the, there's there's just so much going on. Um, now now that the world's kind of waking up again, uh, I'm excited to see what cinema's looking like in the next six months. And there's also a ton of games coming out. Yep. Um, which I guess could bring us on to the the main point, which is Gamescom 2021. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the Did you watch Jeff's show? Okay. 
I will admit, I did not watch anything, but Ooh. I like like watch any of the conference stuff. But I kept up with all of the news that was coming out of it. So like, so, you know, I was watching it. Uh, you know, I was like reading about all the things, watching all the trailers and everything. So, so what I'm hearing is, is you don't know about Jeff's boots. I do not know about Jeff's. Yeah, boots. that. I mean, that was the weirdest. Oh, you also. Oh my God, you missed the other thing as well. Right. Okay. Two parts. Jeff's boots. First okay. part. Um, Jeff is very well known for wearing these like ridiculous sneakers or trainers or whatever um, whenever he's doing like a live show. I don't know if you've ever seen. He always wears like a suity kind of setup. Yes, but he has like shoes on. yeah, like fancy shoes. Yeah. yeah, like weird shoes. Yeah. So it's obvious some brand has picked up on this and they've they've made him like this super flash pair of black like uh, sneakers, like boot sneakers. Right. These boots look so weird. It looked like someone had dipped him in oil. Like it was so odd. What? Uh, they were they were really distracted. Like you, you've got to watch it. Like just you, you'll see what I mean when you watch it. But uh, yeah, so he's wearing these like really shiny sneakers. But then there was this moment where he's introducing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Okay. And I think outside of gay culture, this probably wouldn't have been noticed because it's a very specific reference to what he says. So he's standing there next to a manhole cover and a big slice of pizza. And he points and he goes, I've got my pizza. I've got my manhole ready. And I'm just like, you've got your what? <laughs> Jeff, what did you just say? Like, I've even clipped it. I'll have to find the clip, but I clipped it out and I'll share it with you. It, it, it is so funny. Look, man, and obviously now that I've clipped ready. it, people. He's got his manhole ready. His manhole's prepared. He's, yeah. um, but let, let me find my clip. Here it is. I've got it clipped here. Let me just share this with you. Uh, let me. This, sorry for for listeners. We're doing that really exciting thing where we take take a moment to Google stuff. Um, I've sent you the link. Just just watch that. Just give that a watch. Um, if you really feel like it as well, you can play this clip when you do the edit as well. So you can put it into the edit because it's okay. like three seconds long. All right. I think it's just <laughs> my pizza. I got my manhole. That must mean it's TMNT. I got my pizza. I got my manhole. That must mean it's TMNT. It's not just me, is it? Like that's pretty bad. No, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that 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 will go into the that will go into the podcast because any audio that my computer makes will go into the cut. But, yeah. Oh, well, there we go. That's good then. That's yeah. good. That's good. So so that's wonderful. Um, so there you go. He said that. That was oh fun. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, for for listeners, that there's this clip uh, in the live show yeah. where he just he says a really stupid comment. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. It made me laugh. Oh, so, Gamescore 2021. Let's not get lost. Um, so, what was your highlight of the show before we go into all the announcements? What What was your highlight? Okay, my highlights are definitely um, Sifu, which is like the. Um... It's like the sort of like kung fu martial arts game by a slow clap. The people who made Absolver. Well, it's what um, happens when you buy something you can eat, isn't it? What? You see food. <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody for coming to the <laughs> coming to the uh, podcast today. No, the end okay. of the Sun Five yeah, Seven Forever. That's, the, that's it. Final episode. Um, you know, no. you know, love it, friends. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, seafood looked really good. Um, the footage they showed off of that. Um, Dying Light Two looks really good. I'm really excited for yes, that game. Is. Yeah, yeah, I'm I've been waiting for that game for a while because I really like Dying Light One, and um, to play a modernized version of it would be pretty cool. Um, and I guess like, you know, I guess that I I'm kind of trying to avoid anything to do with Elden Ring and just kind of just play it when it comes out. So they're showing a lot of that. Yeah, right? they're showing. A lot. I mean, I, I, it's, it's the big thing, right? Everybody is yeah, waiting course. for it. But so. it's it's gone from showing nothing to suddenly showing everything, and it's like. All right, guys, slow down a little bit here. Yeah, like, exactly. You're going to spoil it. Yeah, exactly right. So those are, those are my like. Uh, so I guess yeah, Sifu and um, Dying Light Two. 
Uh, I kind of like my takeaways. I'm getting a little bit more interested in Deathloop now. But um, initially, I was like, this looks really bad. But now I'm like, like watching more of it, and I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe I'll try it out, you know. Um, but those are like my my big takeaways. Oh, and you know, I guess we're gonna, we have a whole topic on it. But do, uh, do, how do you say? Is it Dokev or Dokevi? Dokevi Do-K-V? or Dokev or whatever. Dokev-V? We both know what we're talking about here. Yeah. But it's, that was mine as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which so, I did not. I, I got like ten seconds into that trailer, and I was like, "What is this shit? Like, what is it? this? Is awful!" Like, get this off my screen. By the end of it, I was like, "Where's the pre-order button? Like, yeah, where's yeah. the pre-order button?" <laughs> so, so, so we can talk about that. As in, we can talk about that later. But then, I guess, what about you? Like, apart from Docker V, what were the other like? Um, so the highlights? big one for me was weirdly enough the Lego Star Wars saga. The oh yeah, Skywalker saga. So this is a game that's been in production for something like five years now. Yeah, it was supposed to come out a year and a bit ago. So it's it's had a lot of time to to get like baked post mm. post what their launch expectations were, and it's all of the previous Lego games remixed and rebuilt. Um, so it's it's not the same games; it's the same storylines, but they've been remade. Yeah, uh, and it's got some really interesting looking mechanics in it. It's got like first person shooter mechanics. It's got um, platformer sections, obviously, because it's a Lego game. Um, it looks awesome. Like mm. I'm really really excited for it, and it's going to be my like I'm hoping it comes out on Xbox One S or I don't know what I've bought series. X, what have I bought? Um, Series whatever X. console it is. The big rectangle that I've bought, uh, which could be any console. Yeah. <laughs> apart from the PlayStation 5, which looks like the Eye of Sauron. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was one of mine. And then the other, the other one that's really kind of pulling my interest the more I see of it is that Nickelodeon Smash Brothers game. Yeah, that looks Nick- really good, man. I actually can't... Do you know what it's called? Nickelodeon, uh, Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl, I think it's called. That's it, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Like, the more I see of it, the more I'm like... This looks really cool. Like, it's got characters that I remember from when I was a kid. Yeah. But it's also clearly got new Nickelodeon characters that I don't recognize, which is, of course, perfectly fine. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to complain about that. Um, so those two really stood out to me. Um, but the, the other announcements, so to go through the list, we had obviously Halo Infinite and yes. the uh, limited edition Series X console with Halo. So I'm going to reluctantly get Halo Infinite because it comes with my console. Yeah. Um, so I'll try that out. I'm not too hyped about it because the last few Halo attempts and installments have not really been that interesting to me. Mm. Uh, I didn't really connect with the original series, but I do appreciate what kind of an impact that game's had on the industry. So I'm I'm mainly interested. interested. Yeah, I'm mainly interested. I don't really care about the single player anymore, but I'm very interested to try the... Um... Uh, free multi- multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. Free, the free that potentially could so. be the thing that kills COD. Potentially, like, well, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I don't think it like, will, but it, well, it, it, you, know, you know, with 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 Call of Duty Vanguard, I don't know. It just it doesn't. It just doesn't look very. Did you see the trailer? Yeah, I mean, like the like, you know, plot wise, it looks like interesting, but in terms of gameplay, it just looks like more. Now, hard. honestly, so I was watching that trailer, and I wouldn't have known if I was watching a clip from any previous Call of Duty game. Yeah, exactly. Right. It just it was like... it was that boring to me. I was just yeah. like. Yeah, this but exactly. I admit, like mechanically and technically, it does look beautiful. Yeah, right. But but Call of Duty's already done that bit. We've been past that tier, and, yeah. and now it just it, it it was such a boring section of the game. Mm. Like it was just someone crawling around in some like dusty like looked like a Middle Eastern kind of kibbutz area. I mean, it seemed um, more like a thriller, like a like a horror thriller game, like a Resident Evil game than like a COD game. Right. But nothing was like, happening. Like yeah. it was just like, oh, this is boring. And and even the woman talking over it sounded kind of fed up. Mm. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yep, feeling that. So like, um, yeah. I, I, I mean, it makes sense because I guess Call of Duty is now making most of their money from Warzone, probably. Right. It, it makes godless amounts of money. Like I, I know. 
obviously NDAs yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, respected yeah, yeah. In, in our previous job. I obviously can't mention anything about that, but I do know how much money that game makes. It's disgusting. Yeah, how much it's, money it's a lot of money. Make. So like that's probably their main source of income now. So like it makes sense that now they're gonna be like you know they're gonna pull back on the single player stuff, I guess. But um, yeah, it just doesn't feel very interesting. I'm just not very interested, I guess. I mean, I'm more interested in like Battlefield 2042 than yeah, COD, which right? seems to have this kind of it, it's so Battlefield is doing a bit, little bit what Saints Row 4 did, which is where it's going away from being this serious shooter to this bonkers, insane thing. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and I think that's where you're going to pull in the people. Yeah, it looks interesting. And that's a nice segue into um, Saints Row, the Saints Row reboot. Yeah, yeah. well, that, that was another one of the announcements, the reboot. What did you yeah. think? Like, are you a fan of the series? Like, do you like Saints Row? All right, so I personally really fucking loved Saints Row one and two. Like the the like, yeah you know, the the I I guess it's mostly nostalgia to be honest, but like I very much preferred Saints Row one and two than like um, GTA. Uh, no, the, the, like GTA, like when I played oh, GTA. Yeah, cause, right? cause you, I think you either played GTA or you played Saints Row. You're yeah, one yeah. of the groups. Yeah, like, I, like right. I, I, I played I GTA. Yeah, so so I played yeah. both, right? But I think Saints Row was just more fun. I guess this is it. And Saints Row 3 obviously was like wacky as shit, um, which was cool. Saints Row 4 went like way too past the mark, I, so I didn't play it. But like Saints Row. Yeah, yeah. It? Saints Row 3 was, was good. I really enjoyed Saints Row 3. And like, I guess because for me, when I look at Saints Row, when I think about Saints Row like 1 and 2 and stuff like that, it kind of was like a midway point between like GTA and like Crackdown. If that makes sense to me, no, no, it does. Yeah, like, that's that's about where it's at. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is what it was. So me. it was like it was like fun, but it was rooted in realism, was, yeah. which was cool, right? And um, it just felt really fun to play. But then, uh, I guess now I'm looking at the reboot. Uh, it looks like fun, but it just looks like kind boring. of generic. Yeah, like, boring. Yeah, <laughs> boring, generic. Like I even watched the gameplay trailer, and I was like, you know, looks punchy, but. Yeah, there's like not really anything like unique. Like, why would I play this over like Just Cause or something? You know? Yeah, it's actually getting quite a lot of flack online because people are saying that it's lost its um, its DNA. Yeah. So it's lost obviously Shanty, which is one of the only characters I know from Saints Row. Um, Johnny it's, Gat. It's lost, like, you know, yeah, it, it's, like, it's that's it. Gat, whatever his name yeah, is, because there's, there's yeah. that expansion Gat out of Hell. Yeah, yeah. I, sh I should actually play Saints Row three and four because I've got them both. I've just never played them. Saints Row three is um, good time. It's good. It's I, good I, dumb fun. Like, you know. I, th I think I might install In fact, where is it on Epic? I think I've got them both on Epic, haven't I? Let's yeah. Uh, I'm going to install them and play them. Mm -mm. Saints Row the Third Remastered. There we go. It's installed. Yeah. That was quick. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but yeah, Saints, really Ro fast. Saints Row third was, uh, third was pretty good. And it had some really good, like, for the time, it had some really topical writing. That was really good. I don't know how well it holds up now. But, like, um, it was good. But, yeah. I don't know how I feel about this reboot. It just feels like it's like they said this. It's more grounded in real, like in reality, but it's almost like too much. And yeah, it just seems kind of generic. It seems like they're they're trying to be like, oh, it's like Fortnite, but a little bit more edgy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I I I it um I wasn't that into it. Like yeah, I appreciate me, that it's probably going to be interesting for the fans. Uh, well, for, for new fans, um, I don't think it's very respectful of the older fans. Yeah. Uh, it feels like it's kind of forgotten who they are a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, hopefully, I mean, maybe, may, you know, we could be surprised. Maybe it'll be really fun. But so far, when I'm looking at the gameplay of it, it's just like, you know, it looks very generic. It just looks yeah, cool. I was just like, eh. Yeah. Didn't really care about that. 
Um, but yeah, so, so there's the Saints Row announcement, which I think everyone was ready for because we knew that was coming. It, mm. I think it had been leaked as well. Yes. Um, there was the Elden Ring preview, which I haven't watched the gameplay preview, but I've heard only great things about it. It's apparently yeah. mind blowing. I've, I've, um, I'm purposefully not watching it, so I probably wouldn't because apparently it's a lot of gameplay. Yeah. Like, but do you remember when they showed the gameplay of that? Um, there was the PS5 launch title that was like, um. It was terrible. It looked like an awful game, which they, they've they've actually shut up about. They haven't spoken about it. Um, and it was like a game where it was it, it was all focused around switching weapons. No, um, I, I forget. But it, it uh, it's like the opposite of that. It's like they've taken all the feedback from that and just gone, okay, we don't want that. Let's do the opposite of what that game failed on. I don't know what I'm talking about here. I sound like a madman. Um, but Elden Ring seems like it's 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 listened to its player base. Like mm. it, it's going to do amazing. Well, yeah, it's from. Um, it's, it's, I have I have faith that FromSoft will produce something great. Yeah, but then do. again, I had faith. I had faith in a lot of companies because I thought they could do no wrong. And then mm, that's true. Me. I mean, they are they are <laughs> they are going away from their normal uh, thing. You know, like they cre- like they create lots of linear experiences. Or like you know, like level-based things. For, you know, you could argue that in Dark Souls One, it's like more open world because of how it's all connected. But it is very like linear, like you go from area to area to area. Whereas like, it feels like this game is a lot more open worldy, um, which will be interesting to see how that plays. I mean, you know, you have traversal mechanics, so uh, yeah. I mean, and also I heard I read some words about like that it feels like there's also like random encounters, as in like you know like you know unexpected encounters in the world, which is very different. From Dark Souls and Sekiro, Sekiro and um, Bloodborne and stuff like that, so be interested to see how FromSoft tackle those things. And I'm, you know, interested. I'm just gonna wait for it to come out on PC. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so that's um, Elden Ring. Uh, what else was announced? Uh, I'm just going down the list of, of oh, the Nickelodeon Smash Brothers game. So yes, um, alongside that, they announced two new characters for the game. Which one was Cat Dog, which looked awesome, mm-hmm. and the other was April O'Neil. Yeah, and it was the it was the April O'Neil announcement that has really sold me on this game. So I watched the video for it, and I was like, this doesn't just feel like an announcement. This feels like how I felt when I watched Smash Brothers announcement. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was excited. It 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 played on my nostalgia. Um, it gave me something to be interested in. Like I, I'm now like not looking at this as some throwaway uh, license tie-in. This looks like it's going to be a game. Like I think it's going to smash it. Yeah. And I think this is going to be what takes over from Smash Brothers. I I already have friends who are messaging me, being like, "Bruh, if they announce some fairly odd parents characters, that's going to be like the killer." Like I think I think that they're genuinely waiting. To, to it, it is it is going to depend on which audience picks this up, but I feel that they know. The, yeah, they know the, the audience. The, yeah, they know the audience, but they also know when they're releasing this because it's at the end of Smash Brothers' life. Yeah, because exactly. Smash Brothers is, is about to end. Like the the last character is about to be announced, and once that's done, yes, it'll have some life, and people will play it for years because people still play Smash Brothers on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is coming out after that, and and that that is a very clever way of releasing a game. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm picking up the torch. Hey man, if the competitive seat is in like if if the game is good, like the I I can imagine I could see people moving over and trying to turn this into like a competitive thing. Yeah, it just it just as long as it's mechanically tight and it plays well, I think it's got so many. Oh, also, you know uh, what we've been playing, watching. I completely forgot the bigger thing. I'm playing Guild Wars Two now. There's yeah. the other one. I forgot playing that, but there we go. There's the other one. Yeah, I yeah. started playing that with some friends, so I deleted all my characters and started from scratch, and I'm really enjoying that. So yeah, 
I, f- I forgot to mention that. I'm having a, a like a brain fart at the moment, so everything's okay. coming back to me now. It's all right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Nickelodeon Smash Bros. Brawl. I think it looks cool. It sounds like you're kind of hoping that's going to be good as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested. Um, I'll I'll definitely give it a shot and play it. So. Yeah. Yep, and then obviously the other big announcement is the one that we haven't got to yet because it's got its own section in our in our schedule this week, and that is Dokev, 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 whatever you want to call it. So this is a game that it was initially pegged as being an open world MMO, uh, has now completely changed, and it's going to be a closed world action adventure. Um, sorry, open world action adventure, but in a very closed open world, so quite a small one. Yeah. Uh, with a Pokemon style collection mechanic where you go out with monsters and you fight them, you fight other monsters and you collect other monsters. Yeah. This trailer was bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say a few. So my my thoughts no, no. on it. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. So. Visually, and animate like visually animation, the concepts, like the the mechanics, everything looks fucking great, like stunning. Like you know the animations, everything, the combat looks fluid. The movement mechanics, especially, look so good, like yep. so so good. And like yeah. you know having all the uh, the monsters and stuff like that looks really cute. Everything great. I have one glaring problem with the game. Go like on, why? Character models just yeah. Look I, I, you so... didn't even have to say it. I, I knew what it was. It's it's the creepy kids. So creepy. It's so yeah. off-putting, man. Yeah. Like they like I had a comp. So I was ha- so me and my friends. We had a very long conversation about this because like one of my other friends was like, uh, I mean, this is just like all those other games which have like where you play as kids. Like, what's the problem with that? What's the problem with this game in particular? Kind of thing. And okay, you compare it to something like um. We we use Pokemon and Splatoon as references, right? Because you know in Splatoon you're playing as kids, right? But the game is stylized enough that it's kind of like oh they don't look like actual kids, you know they're like you know like whatever squid kids, etc. etc. Pokemon it's like yes you're playing as like like kids, but you they, you know they're not like they don't look overtly like weird like doll children kind of thing. They look like teenagers. Yeah, and, they look like uh, teenagers, we, we, right? I think we've been weaned on Japanese games where you're always playing as a 13 to 15 year old person. Yeah. You're not playing as a 7 year old. Yeah, then this game it just seems like you're you're literally play yeah, you're literally playing as like a like very young under like yeah, like 6 year old kid, but then the pro- like the- okay, here's the thing that actually bothered me when I thought about it is that cuz the game is like heavily mocapped, right? right? So what they've what Effectively, what they're doing is they're taking the animate, and I'm sure this is probably not uncommon, right? But it's just glaringly obvious in this game is that they're taking the animations of like an adult doing all of the animations and things like that, and then mocapping that, and then putting that onto the model of like a re- like a, a like a real chi- yeah, not like a child model, yeah. So it just looks really weird because it's like there's this like kid, this like really childlike character who's who's moving like like a like a like an adult, and then just has the face of like a literal child like it just like is like the uncanny valley it just it's just like right in the middle of the uncanny valley of being like it's too close to real but not real enough that it just makes it look like really fucking weird to me like and i don't know it's really it sucks because the rest it's of the annoying, game looks so it? good like it just yeah. looks amazing like i still it, don't know what it is yeah like, i watched it and i was like i don't know what the mechanics are for this game but yeah those creepy kids it, it was like you know, you know that meme where you've got the the guy sitting in the chair, and then he his face gets bigger, and he start, and he falls off the chair eventually because yeah. he's on that wrestling dude. Yeah, that's how I went through that trailer until until I, I if you if you put the revealing the kid characters at the end. Yeah, like I was like, this trailer looks amazing. I'm amazed. I want this. I want to buy it. And then I saw the kid characters, and I was just like, why does it have to have this one problem? Yeah, like 
Just, I, why can't they just get rid of that and just, just make it like a little bit less creepy? Yeah, just adjust the. I don't know, man. It's, it, oh. I, I guess it's, um, also you know like other people are like it's not that big of a problem or being like you know you'll get used to it and stuff like that. And I'm sure you will. But I don't know. I, I guess this is another thing. Maybe it's like a personal thing. I just feel like I get, it just makes me feel kind of uncomfortable playing as like a little kid, like. Like, that looks like, but it's not, like, in, like, a weird, it's not, I guess it's, it's, it's like, you know, you're playing, like, if you're playing as a kid in, like, you know, the context of something which seems appropriate, fine, fine, sure, right? But, like, I don't know what it is about this game specifically that is just making, like, kind of off-putting. I don't know. It's something I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find out. Yeah, it's there. a shame. Yeah, but, it's a shame. I mean, that... To, but... to to bring us back on point, I do think this game is gonna smash it. Like, oh, yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like it's it's gonna be so popular, yeah. Like on a scary level. Um, but it, I don't know. I, I feel the same way I felt about Genshin Impact, where I looked at it, I thought this is beautiful, this is gonna be great, but I just know the paywall is gonna come at me really hard. Mm. It's gonna annoy me, and I'm gonna immediately churn off it. Yeah, I, yeah. That's the other thing. So, is this game like free to play? No one Do knows know? yet. I'm yeah. assuming it's gonna be. Like, it, it. it would make sense for it to be free to play. I have a feeling it's going to be not free to play. So you have to buy, you have to pay to get the game. But then they're going to like extend out the content, and then they'll support that through uh, microtransactions or something like that. That's that would be my guess, unless they're trying to go for it based on every other Korean game ever made. I I don't think it's going to be a box model. I think it's going to be yeah. That's that's fair. Yeah, I guess we're comparing it yeah to the other Korean games. But they said it's not an MMO, so. I guess it would be closer. I, I guess it would be closer to like Genshin, because like Genshin is technically not an MMO, but yeah, like has MMO trappings in it. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. I'm 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 curious because like like you know gameplay wise it looks really fucking fun. Like it looks yeah. really good. Like yeah, yeah. Monster Hunter on crack kind of thing, which is like yeah cool. exactly yeah. So, um, I'm interested, but yeah, just oh man, those uh, those character models, man, just. But anyway, that's Doka V or Doka, <laughs> wherever you want to pronounce it. I don't know how to pronounce it. I, so, think, no. I think it's called Doka V because there, it's a play on words of, like, there's a Korean phrase which is like do, Doka V or something like that. Um, I could, it's it's their version of Pokemon. I could what, be, what it apparently translates to. I could be pulling that out of my ass. So, yeah. Oh, sorry, pulling that out of my manhole. So, um, yeah. Well, I've got my man already. Yeah. <laughs> Best quote from Jeff ever. Right, so next up is the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Uh, the reason I wanted to highlight this is because this trailer fucking slaps. Hello, it's Peter. so good. Like, uh, tell me I'm wrong. Hello, Peter. Hello, that's, Peter. That's, that's all I needed. That's all I needed. <laughs> Honestly, that was great. That was so very... It, it, it's playing directly into nostalgia, but it was yeah. fucking great. So. It also looks to me like Peter's entire existence in this movie is about fucking up the entire timeline in the universe. Oh, yeah. Because he wants to, he wants to oh, undo my God. being revealed as Spider-Man, doesn't that he? That is so stupid, man. By, by so destroying dumb. the universe, that like, Peter's so... the enemy. I can't believe... Also, that Doctor Strange is just like, I don't see why not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Strange, yeah, fine. He's Here's like, yeah. Fuck it. Sure, but let's go. You know? Like, uh... But anyway... You know, if they needed a dumb plot reason to bring back, you know, Willem Dafoe as a Green Goblin, and um, I, I don't know the name of the actor who plays um, Doc Ock, but yeah, I'm in. Uh, who plays Doc Ock? Alf- it's Alfred something his name is. Let me Google it. Hang on. Alfred Molina. Before I Google it. Yes, I got there. Alfred got Molina. It. It's you Alfred Molina. It. You, got it. you got it. You got it. Let me just Google and make sure I'm right. 
Yeah, it is Alfred. Yes, very beat nice. Google. <laughs> I'm faster than Google. Very nice. Very good. So yeah, Alfred Molina is the guy that plays uh, Doctor Odd. But it's it's cool. It's like it it it's it's all, so. I, I don't know if you'd agree with me on this one, but over the past ten to fifteen years, it's like the movie industry and the games industry has discovered that nostalgia is something. Like it's a it's a selling point. Oh, it's and very powerful. And in, in, I would say then in the last ten years, or maybe in the last eight years. They've discovered that you can remake old games and movies and just remake them almost one for one and just make a ton of money out of it. And now it looks like they're starting to fine-tune that nostalgia engine. Like, they're finding the bits that people want and getting rid of the bits that people don't want and creating, like, an almost perfect form of nostalgia. Mm. And that's how this trailer felt to me, because I was like, these are all the bits from the movies that I liked, but they've got rid of all the trash that I didn't like. Or at least it wasn't in the trailer. So that that's enough to sell me. I was like, "Yep, okay, I'm in on this. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna go and see it anyway because it's a Marvel movie. So, yeah, I'm a ridiculous whore for Marvel. So, <laughs> um, but I, I feel like now they're starting to perfect the the nostalgia engine. Yeah, Would definitely. You agree? Yeah, a hundred right? yeah. percent. They know yeah. they know their audience very well now at this yeah. point, and they're they're, they're playing directly. To that, though. Yeah. Like, like they've, they've, they've gone from being like a bunch of people that have studied their audience to being like a bunch of people that are like masters of that now. Well, like, it, it's it, like, it's... I, I mean, a, a really good example of this is, do you remember in, um, uh, what's it, uh, WandaVision when they showed Quicksilver, right? Yeah, exactly yeah. that. Exactly yeah. that. Like, yeah. That was the example I was going to get to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, is, I was going to use WandaVision and go through a few parts of WandaVision and say like, you know, this is where they did that and that and that. But yeah, Quicksilver is the perfect yeah, example. Perfect. Yeah. The, the, it's clear that people that watch these movies when they were kids or young adults have now moved into working for Marvel in some way, shape, and form in a decision-making process and are now influencing these decisions cool. or, or in some way being listened to. That is fucking mad to think about. I did, not, crazy, even think, I did not think about it in that way. When Oh, God. When did the first Iron Man film come out? God, like 15 years ago, maybe? No. Let me have a look. No, no, Iron no, 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 no. 2008. It was two, 2008. Man, 2008. Jesus Christ. Christ. That's, 13, so that's what? 13 years ago. 13 years ago. So I remember Easily, when it came yeah. out because it, it was the year before I came to, I moved to France. Mm. And and to be a bit nostalgic here, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has has been this like comfortable um, like anchor point for me while I was kind of learning and growing through France. Because mm. I obviously moved to a place where I didn't speak the language, didn't know the people. I was completely on my own out there and completely confused and lost. And yet every time I went to the cinema to see a Marvel movie, it, it kind of brought me back and reset me a little bit. Yeah. So I grew with that franchise as I was growing as a person, growing professionally and blah, blah, blah. And that franchise has always been there. I'm not trying to say that emotionally I'm connected in, a, in some strong way, but there's like a weak emotional connection to me for that franchise. Yeah. And I just remember getting out there and like every time we would all go to the cinema together, we, we'd go to this really cool cinema out in the middle of nowhere and it would be a marvel movie and i remember endgame was was when just after i left yeah so it kind of closed the whole thing for me as well wow which is, which is really cool like it, it's nice but yeah that's, yeah, po that's uh, very poetic yeah. Like, yeah. it is and it's it's how i remember the franchise and i'm glad i've got that as kind of my checkpoint um which was cool but yeah so um i, I thought the movie looked incredible this is spider-man no way home yeah um wasn't particularly amazed with the last movie with jake Gyllenhaal. it was fine it was enjoyable I but I, I i didn't yeah. see it I, I i'll be honest i haven't actually haven't seen, seen yeah i haven't seen the new spider-man films i mean i know about spider-man through endgame and all the other films that he, the marvel films that he's been in in but they're yeah. the only ones that are any good, to be honest. When he's in the, when he's in like as a bit character, yeah. Like, I think him being the main focus sometimes gets a bit boring. Mm, but people love Tom Holland though. 
people love Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man is one of the most, if not the most popular Marvel superhero. Yeah. Um, just, just because he's like, like he's relatable, but he's and he's not got ridiculous superpowers. He's just a bit of a lovable scamp, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's a bit, bit of a bit of a dickhead, but everyone likes him. <laughs> um so yeah that's been spider-man no way home um i'm very much looking forward to it like i'm definitely gonna go and watch it hopefully for 10 pounds if i can get it a view yeah uh but then next up is a more serious article which is referring back to the blizzard entertainment drama that's been going on and on and on Uh, i don't know if you saw recently as well they were accused of shredding evidence yeah what the Um, what the fuck can't make any comments on that what is going on man but yeah yeah i'm I'm suspicious that we might be seeing the final days of Blizzard. Like, I think they're going to liquidate it, but that's a whole of the discussion. That's a, that's a yikers, man. Yeah. So, obviously, we've got the sexual assault, we've got the inappropriate behavior, we've got the drugs, the all, all the bits and pieces that have been referenced in all these reports. So, what do they do to fix it? Uh, they rename a character in a video game. Um, yeah. Okay, like... Of all the things that you should be focusing on right now, I think it's probably publicly telling people how you're going to fix this culture, not renaming a character. I understand why they're renaming the character, because he's named McCree, it's it's Jesse McCree, it's named after the guy that was at the centre of all these allegations, I understand that. But of all the things to announce, shut up. Like, yeah, shut up exa- yeah, ex- ex- like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, come on, come on, guys. Like, yeah, there's way bigger problems out these... there. And so as, as people... Uh, as ourselves that are both in the games industry, we understand the complexity of doing something like that. So naming, renaming a character in a video game is not a simple case of just editing a text file. No, it is not. It's like they've got to rewrite a lot of the law stuff and everything. And well, yeah. not rewrite it. That they can write into the law. Like I, I actually talked about this a while ago with some friends, saying that if they were to rename McCree, which obviously they've done, which I thought they were going to do anyway, um, they would make it so that he has a moment where he has a cinematic where he like drops his old personality. Yeah, and he's like, it's time for me to move on from that name um and that's probably what they're going to do because <laughs> yeah. that's the easy way of doing it plus I've, i worked with the story team quite a bit on overwatch like i know their mindset i know how they work and while uh, michael chu and jeff kaplan are not there anymore i remember a lot of how their team worked and yeah. i sort of know what angle they would go for mm. and i also know the complexity of, of renaming a character so you've got all the voice lines You've got all the comics, you've got all the sprays, you've got all the in-game references, which someone is going to have to sit and go through every inch of that game and comb it for any mention of that character's name. Yeah. Like, there is billions of interconnected bits in that game that they need to change, and I'm not trying to sympathize with them, I'm just saying it's not an easy task. No, not by any standards, no. No, and that's going to be a headache for whoever has to do that, but it's part of working the games industry. To me, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. I I don't think players are going to pick up a new name, because outside of people that have been following these news articles, no one cares about this. Like, player base does not care. So that character will probably always be called McCree. Yeah. The same as Hammond is not referred to as Hammond, he's referred to as Hamster. Yeah. Or like, ball. Or ball. ball. Yeah, or ball. ball. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Ball. Um, people people are not going to rename the, 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 the character, but I'll be interested to see how it goes. Like, yeah. I think... It's an interesting case. It's a very unique case. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I can understand the, the response from the Overwatch team to do this. But yeah, it just feels like it's, a bit of like a. It's, it's like trying to put out a house fire with a with a thimble of water. Yeah. Like we can see you're trying to make an effort, but not very much of an effort. Like try harder. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's the McCree renamed uh, McCree McCree named my very clever wordplay there. McCree. I appreciate that. I'm, gonna, I'm just saying that out loud because no one can read my Excel yeah. document. 
And then next up is our final point on the agenda, which is the Fortnite Martin Luther King experience. Yeah. You know about this? Okay, so I watched the trailer and read the sort of like news articles about because this, this made um some ma- there some smaller mainstream news article. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so but you said you actually went you you experienced it right? You went and did it. Yeah. Yeah. I so, did. Yeah. So I mean I think it's a really okay. So. There's two things here, right? One, I think it's a great way to, pe- you know, a great medium and way to educate kids on, you know, educate the audience on the history of, you know, like, um, you know, rights and black Martin Luther King, Martin speech, King, King like, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly right. And I think that's great. I think the fact that it's tied into a corporate product, which is like, you know, then it's kind of like this is also like a marketing strategy at the same time is like a little bit mired in weirdness thank god i mean you know obviously they're not doing things like oh now you can buy the martin luther king skin in fortnite or anything could you imagine you know it's yeah i mean of dude okay you know they're they're smarter than that so so while you're there you you know you know like 100 percent, someone at epic sat in, in a meeting and went so uh the martin luther king experience um we've got the list of the usual things that we do for an event here's the skin yeah the spray and, and yeah everyone else in the room is sitting there shaking their head going no 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 yeah. no that there would have been one person that was like this is what we're releasing are we all okay with this yeah exactly and obviously yeah I, I just i love to imagine that someone was that stupid yeah that someone <laughs> was like oh yeah now you can get martin luther His... king doing the like oh. Yeah, floss. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, whatever. The... Take that, take that, racial and discrimination. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like Jesus. Like what? Just that would be a Black Mirror episode. That's like a Black Mirror. Would, but I mean, there, for right? any listeners listening, we're, we're not trying to devalue uh, Martin Luther King. No, here. not at all. We're just we're, like we're yeah. just saying that sometimes people working in marketing can be a little bit disconnected to reality. Yeah. Uh, and they focus on their product and the monetization of their product, and and sometimes forget, like the whole pride thing that we saw in gaming this year and last year. Um, sometimes that can be mishandled a little bit. It can be flubbed. Um, and I know why it can be flubbed because sometimes people are just like, well, here's the usual stuff that we do. Let's just do it for this thing. Yeah. They forget that there's an audience behind it sometimes. It's nothing personal. It's nothing meant to be aggressive or abusive. It's just a mistake that people make. Yeah. So we're not, we're not making a mockery of Martin Luther King. We're making a mockery of marketers. You know, people in my, my profession. Yeah. Just to be clear. Yeah, of course. But, um, but, um, so, yeah. Sorry, carry on. I interrupted what, no, you. No, I was going to ask, like, what what was the actual experience like? Like, what what do they do? What what happens in it? Like, what happens? Um, you, you go into this like green open space. It's like it, it looks a bit like the place where the Abraham Lincoln statue is in the U.S. Yeah. You, you go into that area, like it's. Uh, sorry, I'm going to yawn. <sighs> Obviously, had a massive impact on me. This event did. Yeah. Um, you watch the little video, it's on a little video screen, and you walk around and you can interact with like different bits and pieces that talk about different parts of the history behind Martin Luther King. It's interesting, but you're in you're in a space with like fifteen other people and initially when they launched it, they're all like dabbing and flossing and doing the weekend emote where it actually plays the music to the weekend, or the dynamite emote which plays BCS BCS Dynamite. BTS? Uh, BTS, sorry, not BCS. Um BTS. Um and it was a bit like inappropriate. Mm. But at the same time, um, I do think we're in a bit of a weird space in culture right now where people are looking at anything that gets announced and and by default being upset by it. Yeah. Without actually thinking, am I upset or am I just thinking that someone else might get upset? Because 
as far as I'm concerned, if you can get a message out to children, and and I'm a very firm believer that if you want to speak to an audience, you you have to you have to get into that audience a little bit and and get into the headspace of that audience. And the Fortnite audience is a dabbing, flossing group of effectively kids. Yeah. That that like to do that kind of stuff. So you need to speak that language a little bit. And if it means letting people do that kind of stuff, with the slight off chance that even one of them is going to listen to that speech, I think that's a win. Yeah, like, 100%. I'm on board with that. And people are all, oh, but it's really disrespectful watching people floss in front of Martin Luther King. There is nothing to stop people from going to anywhere where Martin Luther King is on the on the planet in in the real world and flossing in front of it. Yeah, we don't restrict that. So I don't know why we'd restrict it in this case. Like. And to me, restricting it would prevent people from going and taking part in it. Yeah. Do you, do, do you see what I'm saying? Are no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That like... so, so, so to me, like, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. It, it delivers a very strong and very impactful message. And even if 99% of the audience don't hear it, there is a chance that one of them will. And that then makes a difference to that one person. Yeah. That's good. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. To yeah. Say. Yeah. Like... It's, it's to me. It's the same analogy that applies to wearing masks. Like, if me wearing a mask saves one life out of billions that I I pass every day, that's a win to me. Mm. And all it takes is for me to put a bit of cloth over my face. I'm not going to fight that. So I'm going to wear a mask because it may save someone's life. Yeah, Probably I think won't, but it might do. I think that's a good mentality to have, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's the I same way I feel about this experience. Like, if it impacts one person, great. And I'm also I'm I might be a bit of a grumpy old man, but I, I'm 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 kind of a bit of a hater of cancel culture. Yeah, and I feel like cancel culture kind of charged up on this one, and like I'm I'm so tired of it. Like I'm tired of just trying to cancel everything just because it's fun to do it. Yeah, um, well, it's easier to do that right than to actually dialogue with it, right? So well, it's it's easier to attack than to think. Yes, and I, I do understand the objective of some people in cancel culture, and it's to to shut down people that don't need a platform. Yeah. Or shouldn't have a platform, which which is understandable. But I would rather people take those problems and discuss them and learn and understand them and be like, okay. So, so one example I gave years and years ago, and this might sound a bit inappropriate to start with, is someone once asked me um, if if you had the opportunity to talk to a Nazi about how they believe in what they believe in, which is obviously awful and abhorrent, and you you had this tiny chance of changing their mind. And bringing them around to normality, would you do it? And I said, well, absolutely. Yeah. Like that, that's an opportunity to to understand their mindset and then convince them that their mindset is bad and they can become part of human society. And their response was, no, we'd kill them. And I'm like, yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Become part of the problem. There is. is well, yeah, exactly. Done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's and I, I know the same this... thing. It's like fighting fire with fire, right? Exactly. And I know this might be a slightly weird thing to talk about on a podcast, but obviously we're talking about Martin Luther King, who was uh, a pioneer in, in um, you know, racial balancing and making sure that um, stereotyping and stuff was destroyed. And obviously his speech was super impactful and he made big steps towards uh, racial equality. And in doing so, we need to take that thinking on board and think, OK, so what did he do that had such an impact and i want to hope that some people get away from this this fortnight experience and understand a little bit more about that yeah 100 percent. i agree with you man. and maybe one person gets the martin luther king skin as well oh god no no which, no, which no, no 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh no we've gone too far yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. But that, that, that was that was that experience um i think it's finished now but it was yeah. interesting i'd I didn't really feel much watching it, but I know the speech, so I've seen yeah. it before. I think it's in, yeah, I think um, it's cool that Epic is at least using their platform for different things instead of just you know yeah yeah 
Well, so. so Epic are now the the trailblazers in the industry. They're mm. they're the ones that are like that. They're 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 pretty much guiding the way game development goes for a lot of big companies now. Yeah. Because they're doing all this really brand like they did the Ariana Grande concert, which was bonkers. They've got the Travis Scott one coming up. They they do these events that effectively change the way games work, like particularly live service. And as someone that is a live, I'm literally building a live service, which I can't talk about, but that's my job. Um, it's insane watching how Fortnite keep doing it, and I'm like, how do we keep up with that? Yeah, right. It's just the how power. do we even compete yeah. with that? Yeah. yeah, the power they have behind it, right? But yeah, yeah. Um, it's fascinating. But... I feel like I'm talking way too much this week. It's just I'm no, very man. excited that doing things are Hey, we've we hey this is we've we've had two weeks, right? This is uh, we have. And we yeah. still haven't played Tetris. Okay, I, it, I'm down. It's downloading right now. Damn well, better be. I am. I am. We'll I, one I night this week. If if, yeah, yeah, if not 100%. tonight, one night this week. Yeah, because you're going to go and see free guys. I tonight, might. Yeah, I've got plans. That I've got. I'm actually going to play Unrailed with some friends because we want to. Basically, there is a secret ending to the game, and we're going to try and get oh, the no secret. Spoiler, ending. Yeah, no I'm spoilers. No well. spoilers. But we're going to try and get the secret ending today. And if I have time after that, I might. And I need to check the cinema times, but I might go to my local cinema and just walk in, and go watch Free Guy. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's a good place to close up. Yeah. Because uh, I think we've been talking. I feel like we're way over the time limit. I mean, we we do say it's going to take an hour to record the podcast, mm. but that's just a limit that we set on ourselves. It's not anything yeah, based it's on like anything it's else. Yeah. But I feel like how how long are we over now? I feel like we're over by about fifteen twenty minutes. We're at an hour ten. Oh, okay. So not, not, not even oh, that bad. Right. Yeah, not even that that's bad. pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I'll go ahead with our closing statements. But before I do, is there anything else you wanted to go over this week or nope. bring up? Anything cool? Nope, that's all good. Nope. Well, this has been the Sunfire Tavern episode forty-six, which is our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we've been talking about everything going on in the games industry this week, uh, along with movies and TV. And our specific points have been Gamescom twenty twenty-one. We've talked about Doka V, uh, Free Guy, the movie, Spider-Man No Way Home, McCree, McRenamed, uh, <laughs> and the Fortnite Martin Luther King experience, along with loads of other topics that we kind of ran, randomly went off into. Uh, it's presented by myself, Clark, and my lovely co-host, Ollie. Um, and we effectively discuss all the hot topics from the week is what we've done. Mm. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you want to drop us an email, please do through sunfiretavern at gmail.com with any questions or things that you want us to read out on air. Uh, Ollie, it's been, as always, fantastic. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Um, I don't know about you, but I feel like this has been a good week. Yeah, it's been a great week, yeah. We can hope next week is going to be just as good or even better. But uh, just to let everyone know, I won't be here next week, so we'll be delayed again. Okay. Uh, we'll probably okay. just Another record later week. in the week. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, oh, we'll yeah. record later in the week. Like, okay, we'll okay. probably be Thursday when we record. So expect the podcast next week around Thursday or Friday, uh, depending on what's going on in the week, because I'm actually going to Alton Towers. Way. <laughs> I'm staying in the hotel, so that's going to be fun. I'm going with some friends. Um, but thank you so much everyone for listening and we'll catch you all next week yeah thank you everybody for listening and uh, we'll catch you next week take care bye